Yo, what is going on, everyone? My name is Nick, or the Notorious Fantasy, and today I am bringing you guys a 12-team PPR mock draft from the 5th overall spot. Now, in today's video, we're going to be talking about every single pick that I end up doing for my team, as well as some picks inside of the draft that I would like to highlight based upon if I like the pick, if I hate the pick, or how I really feel about how the draft is going, how other teams are constructing their roster, and how I feel like that strategy might work either in your favor or against you based upon how I believe you should draft in 2020. Now, before I get into the video, I'd like to ask you guys, could please go down below and click that subscribe button. It's free, and I put out content every single day to help you guys win that 2020 fantasy football championship while you're down there check out the patreon my draft guide is on there as well so real quick to note this is the second video of the day i already put out a video earlier with my top 12 running back rankings my early running back rankings or not my early rankings because we're in august but my early round running back rankings so i'd appreciate if you check that out after this video, 12-team PPR mock draft from the fifth overall spot on Fantasy Pros Draft Wizard. Roster construction is one quarterback, two running backs, two wideouts, a tight end flex, kicker defense, and six bench spots. We're drafting on Fantasy Pros, so we're drafting up against the Computador, but that is going to be A-OK because we're drafting against Composite ADP, ESPN ADP, Fantrax ADP, RT Sports ADP, and Composite Best Ball ADP. Now, they have actually added something new called Positional Values, where we figure out you can add if they you want the computer to value you each position differently but I am not going to go ahead and mess with that I'm just going to let it do its thing as normal on fantasypros.com so like I said, we are the fifth pick of the draft, which is honestly one of my least favorite spots to be in right smack dab in the middle of the draft. Now, you might be wondering, Nick, why do you not like being in the middle? And that is because I prefer picking over here where you can go ahead and snag two, two running backs in a row that I think are going to be very talented this season. Two guys that I think could have the potential to finish inside of the top 12 and will be guys just locked and loaded in your roster for the whole season. Now, the 208 isn't too bad. That's why I would prefer the middle, I guess, to the beginning because if you draft Christian McCaffrey obviously Christian McCaffrey is like a game breaker for fantasy football he almost averaged 30 PPR points per game last season so it's entirely possible that he could do that again and he was very helpful to your team and individually won your team a bunch of games but you're not going to be able to get that sick running back two that you probably wanted to go ahead and get in my opinion that's my strategy is to try to get two running backs in the first three rounds but please understand guys do not come into the draft with one given strategy don't enter the draft and get holy shit I need to draft a quarterback in the second round or I need to draft a tight end in the fifth round stuff like that because then you're locking yourself into a box like whatever that fucking analogy is Schrodinger's box because there's a cat in there and is the cat alive or dead if you fucking start your draft thinking that you need to go ahead and draft certain players in certain rounds or certain positions in certain certain rounds you're the cat in the box but the cat is guaranteed to be dead when you open it there's no shot that it is going to be live that's going to be you because you need to draft based upon the value not just draft based upon the position on the board that's why I say I like to get two or three running backs in the first round but you don't have to stick with it because if you don't like the running backs there don't force yourself in your brain to just make a pick based on a player you don't even like all that much. So at the fifth pick, looking at the draft board, obviously going to be pretty typical for the first four picks. Christian McCaffrey followed by Saquon Barkley, Ezekiel Elliott, and Alvin Kamara. The typical start to the draft is either one or two being Saquon Barkley and Christian McCaffrey, and then three and four is typically a variety of Zeke, Alvin Kamara, and Dalvin Cook. I'm personally not on the Dalvin Cook train. If you watch my video earlier, I talk about that. It's just strictly based upon the fact that I just don't want to draft the guy in the first couple of picks that I believe is going to miss a certain amount amount of games I think he's gonna miss like three games so obviously I don't want to draft the guy that I think is going to miss time so now at the fifth pick we are stuck in a predicament do we want to go with the super safe play of drafting Michael Thomas 
or do I want to get a running back here in that same spot? That is going to be something you are stuck in at the five spot because typically Michael Thomas is available here at pick five. In most drafts, I would say he goes in either pick four, five, or six, and it would be weird if you were in a draft if he goes further than that. Now, personally, I don't really like taking a wide receiver early here, but I would actually like to see what my team would look like if I was to do that. So that is what we are going to do here. In mock drafts, you want to make sure you experiment with the picks like you're experimenting in the bedroom. You start fucking, instead of, you know, just doing it normally, you know, now you're strapping yourself to the bed with some chains. That's what you're doing when you're drafting Michael Thomas, because I'm not sure if I'll like the team if I do this, but you want to make sure that you experiment with it, because you can win any league doing any type of fucked up strategy. I don't even prefer drafting a quarterback inside the first, like, three, four rounds of the draft. You could draft Patrick Mahomes at the 101 and still win your league as long as you are drafting correctly. So here we're to go with Michael Thomas. Typically, the pick here would be Derrick Henry or uh, Joe Mixon for me. I prefer Joe Mixon based upon the upside. I think Derrick Henry obviously could be good yet again in 2020. They're both inside of my top six. I have Mixon five and Derrick Henry at six, so you can't go wrong with either guy, both tier two running backs. But here we're going to go with my number one ranked wide receiver in Michael Thomas of the New Orleans Saints. I suspect no way that he's just not super involved in the offense yet again in 2020. He is going to be getting force-fed the ball by Drew Brees. That system works in New Orleans by either giving the ball to Alvin Kamara via running, passing it to Alvin Kamara, or throwing it to Michael Thomas. And I just think Michael Thomas could have back-to-back number one seasons at the wide receiver position. But I would not be surprised if Devontae Adams ended up being the wide receiver one in 2020. He's just super good as well and would have probably finished inside of the top five had he have not gotten injured in 2019. After we went with Thomas, Devontae Adams came off the board, followed by Dalvin Cook, Derrick Henry, Joe Mixon, Miles Sanders, C.E.H., DeAndre Hopkins, Tyreek Hill, Kenyon Drake, Nick Chubb, Austin Ekla, Julio Jones, Pat Mahomes, and Travis Kelsey. Now, Travis Kelsey and George Kittle are going to go in the second or third round. Same with Pat Mahomes and Lamar Jackson in most leagues. That's just a staple. And the two teammates obviously went back-to-back there. Now, to assess some of the teams, we notice here three teams went with the R or the wide receiver zero start to the draft, which is just not drafting a wide receiver or not drafting a wide receiver in the first couple rounds of the draft. Now, a true wide receiver zero start is not drafting a wide receiver until like the fifth or sixth round. But here, there's a modified wide receiver zero. We'll see what happens, obviously, deeper into the draft. And here we see zero running back DeAndre Hopkins and Tyreek Hill at that 11 10 11 12 spot is where you're going to see a lot of teams utilize this strategy of trying to get the two best wide receivers they believe is available personally instead of D-Hop Tyreek Hill if I was in that position I would go Julio Jones and Tyreek Hill there if I wanted to go for the double wide receiver extravaganza pick there at the 112 and the 201. So now it is my pick here, and this is a pretty easy selection. I would happily pick Josh Jacobs inside of the first round of the draft, so him falling into the middle of the second round is kind of nonsense, in my opinion. I think a lot of people are really sleeping on Josh Jacobs because, hey, he's on the Las Vegas Raiders. That's not the greatest team ever in the NFL, and I understand they really aren't, so a lot of people are going to be sleeping on him. I would happily pick Aaron Jones here, though. I am kind of moving up on Aaron Jones, but if Aaron Jones was gone, I would not be opposed to going with a wide receiver here and starting off with two wide receivers and then really starting to hammer the running backs in the next couple of rounds. So here we're going to go ahead and draft Mr. Josh Jacobs of the Las Vegas Raiders. I really believe Josh Jacobs could potentially be one of the top 10 running backs. I'm ranked inside the top 10. I think he has top five potential. The guy could be the rushing leader in the NFL, and coaches believe they're going to involve him more in the passing game, like the expert note says on your screen. So you can go ahead and draft him with confidence, with with the hope that he is able to get more involved in the pass-catching game. But even if he isn't, I could see a top 10 finish in Jacobs 
Jacobs future after Jacobs. We see Aaron Jones followed by Chris Godwin, Leonard Fournette, George Kittle, me Timbers, Allen Robinson, Lamar Jackson, Kenny Galladay, and Todd Gurley. So out of those picks, nothing too out of the ordinary. Very typical first three rounds of the draft. The first round and second round are typically very much loaded by the running back position. And the third, fourth, and fifth round is when you're going to see a wide receiver brigade fly off the board. Lamar Jackson and George Kittle now gone. So like I said, the first two, three rounds are going to be the rounds where Pat Mahomes, the big two tight ends, and the big two quarterbacks end up coming off the board. So now it's our turn to make a pick right now through two rounds. We have Mr. Josh Jacobs and Michael Thomas. So top tier wide receiver and the number one wide receiver and a potential guy that could finish inside of the top five at the running back position. So now in the third round, we are stuck with kind of a predicament here. Since we went wide receiver early, I feel like we almost have to reach here and make sure that we get a running back. That's kind of why I try to target the running back position in the first round so I make sure that I get two good running backs that I feel confident starting every single week but hey we went with Michael Thomas earlier and that is the price you pay but you also get an elite wide receiver so you know it's kind of up in the air whether you think that that's a good decision or not so now it is our time to make our pick at wide receiver Juju, DJ Moore, Mike Evans, Amari Cooper, Odell Beckham Jr., Adam Thielen, Cooper Cup, and Robert Woods are best available according to Fantasy Pros. At running back we are in a tier of a bunch of players Chris Carson, Le'Veon Bell, James Conner, Melvin Gordon, David Johnson, Jonathan Taylor, Mark Ingram, David Montgomery. So here, I think we're going to go ahead here and take a running back in the third round. Now, here is where you're stuck with a bit of a predicament. Do you want to go with Le'Veon Bell, who's stuck in a shitty situation, but couldn't possibly do worse than he did last year? Or go with Chris Carson, who does have fumbling issues, but the running backs behind him are iffy, and especially with Rashad Penny being on the pup, I'm not too worried about Chris Carson's job getting stolen on such a run-heavy team, so it's really picking hairs here, which guy you want. Personally, I believe I would go with Le'Veon Bell here. I love the receiving upside from Bell that I just don't think Chris Carson has, and I think if Le'Veon Bell is able to overcome the Jets offense being complete, no, not even the Jets offense, just the fact that the coaching there by Adam Gaze is just fucking atrocious. If he is able to overcome that, I think he'll be solid as my running back two on the team. He's no longer being drafted in the first round like he was last year. There was a lot of people who are going to be very off of Le'Veon Bell due to the fact that last year he kind of did them dirty without any use of lube. He didn't even put any Vaseline on his cock before he inserted it straight into your ass. He did you dirty. But now you're getting him at a discount in about the third or fourth round. So I would not hate starting my draft with getting Le'Veon Bell around the third or fourth round. So now, after we went with Mr. Le'Veon Bell, our rosters, Josh Jacobs, Le'Veon Bell, and Michael Thomas looking at our uh, at the draft after we went with Bell. Mike Evans came off the board, followed by Adam Thielen, DJ Moore, Odell Beckham Jr., Melvin Gordon, Maki, Mock, Andrews, Amari Cooper, Chris Carson, Cooper Cup, Juju Smith-Schuster, Zach Ertz, David Johnson. Johnson, Cortland Sutton, and James Conner. Notice how it takes about a round or a round and a half to get the other two tight ends that a lot of people target in the draft, Mark Andrews and Zach Ertz, to come off the board. Now, it's going to be very interesting to see where Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson's predecessors at quarterback, not really predecessors, because they've been in the NFL longer than these guys, but the other guys that go after Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson go. In some drafts, Pat Mahomes and Lamar Jackson go in the second and third round, and then you don't see another quarterback come until like the fifth round. In other leagues, they might come off the board shortly after, so you really never know. It really depends on how your league values the quarterback position. So now it is our turn to go ahead and draft another player here. So like I said, we got two running backs and two wide receivers, so it's really up to you what you want to do here. Picking in the middle of the draft is not what I like, because I like to get 
my two guys right in a row. Bing, bang, boom. I know what I want. I want to get those guys. But when you're stuck in the middle, it's really about what happens around you based upon where you get your players rather than making your own real decision. Obviously, you're making your own decision at every pick. We are not able to really dictate the draft like you can at the turn by taking two running backs and starting a run, taking two wide receivers and starting a run, and really causing the draft to be molded by you. So now it is your turn to go ahead and make a pick here, and you can go at with either position here. I think personally, I would much rather go ahead here and snag a running back that I think has a whole ton of upside in Jonathan Taylor. Now, you're not going to be able to play this guy for the first couple of weeks of the season, so when you draft him, you're drafting him as your running back three, your flex, but he's not going to be your flex. You're going to sit his ass down until he surpasses Marlon Mack. Now, the coaching came out and said, we are going to use the hot hand in Indianapolis. We are going to give the ball to the best player in the offense. I think the best player, the hot hand in that offense will be Jonathan Taylor just a couple of weeks in the season. So we're going to draft him here as our flex, but we're not going to be playing him in our flex spot. We're probably going to play another player that's going to be on our bench in that exact spot. Now, I know that they're saying, oh, it's a slight reach in the fourth round. If you want to go ahead and get your guy, make sure you draft the guy that you want, especially when you're in one of these middle picks, because it's not a guarantee that the player you want is going to come back to you in the next round. So we went with John Agod Taylor. After that, Calvin Ridley, AJ Brown, Robert Woods, Tyler Lockett, Keenan Allen, DK Metcalf, Devin Singletary, and DJ Chark. So looking back, we definitely would have gotten him here in the fifth round due to the fact that a wide receiver run ended up happening after our pick. But that's a-okay, because you don't necessarily know what's going to happen after you. You can just try to predict it, and you probably wouldn't have predicted that that was going to happen, considering this guy only, considering multiple people only have one running back on the roster here. This guy only has McCaffrey. This guy only had Zeke, but he drafted Singletary. This guy didn't even go with another running back, and typically you're going to see guys have at least two running backs exiting the fifth round. I prefer to have two running backs exiting the third round, or at least by the fourth round. So now we are going to go ahead here and draft a wide receiver, and then snag a bunch of running backs here that I think could be my running back too if Bell was to be shit, or could be my flex if I don't want to play Jonathan Taylor for the first couple of weeks, which I don't want to at all. So here we are going to go ahead and go with the wide receiver here to fill out our wide receiver spot here, our wide receiver two spot. So look at the available board, Terry McLaurin, Devontae Parker, T.Y. Hilton, Stefan Diggs, and Jarvis Landry on the board. Now I know you might be thinking, hey Nick, there's a bunch of good tight ends still available, but personally if I'm not getting one of those top three guys, Kittle, Kelsey, or Mark Andrews, I'm just going to go ahead and fade the position and wait till later and draft Hayden Hurst at quarterback. I don't really want to draft one in the fifth round. I'd much rather wait until like the eighth, ninth, tenth, eleventh, twelfth round to get my quarterback. So I'm much more of a late round quarterback guy since I like to load up on the value at running back and wide receiver, the skill positions in the middle of the draft where you could be getting a quarterback, obviously. So like I said, we are going to be going wide receiver with our fifth round pick. And to me, there's one clear clear pick here, Clariton clear, and that is Terry McLaurin, wide receiver of the Washington football team. I think Terry McLaurin has top 12 upside as long as Dwayne Haskins is able to improve his game like I believe he did under Riverboat Ron, the new coaching system there. I just think it's going to be a much better offense, and with the defense not being the greatest defense in the NFL, they are going to be having to throw the ball late in the game, which is going to benefit Terry McLaurin. I just think McLaurin is a very talented player with very good efficiencies in 2019, so I think Terry McLaurin ups his game from his rookie season and in his sophomore campaign he doesn't have that slump he has that that peak season that breakout season I guess you could say because he hasn't technically broken out yet because he hasn't gotten a thousand yards 900 last season in his rookie campaign going up against the best corners in the league or on the other team obviously because he was the wide receiver one as a fucking rookie that doesn't happen too often in the NFL and I think Terry McLaurin's a special guy and he's going to be special for your roster as my wide receiver two behind Mr. Michael Thomas so he doesn't even have to be all that good for my wide receiver core to be very good considering Michael Thomas is a very safe play every single week at the wide receiver position no 
matter what defense he is playing against. And they play in a, def in a division where obviously it's just shootout central over there in that division. After we went with Terry McLaurin, David Montgomery came off the board, followed by Darren Waller, uh, Devontae Parker, T.Y. Hilton, Dak Prescott, Stefan Diggs, Deshaun Watson, Rob Gronkowski, very early for Gronk, Hollywood Brown, A.J. Green, Kyler Murray, Evan Ingram, uh, Jarvis Landry, and Tyler Boyd. Out of those picks, I don't like T.Y. Hilton really all that much. I'm not on the Devontae Parker train. I don't like A.J. Green as well due to the fact that he is pretty injury prone. I don't like Gronk here. It's just a little, it's just very early for me for Gronk. I'd much prefer to get Gronk super late, but obviously his name value, the fact that he's Rob fucking Gronkowski, one of the best tight ends to ever play the game. His ADP is just going to hit the moon when you're playing in casual type of leagues with your friends, which I assume most of you guys are playing in, obviously. And those most leagues I play into with my friends from my hometown area. So now it is time to go ahead and draft some more running backs and wide receivers. Like I said, we need a flex option here for our flex appeal since Jonathan Taylor is obviously going to be riding the pine for the first couple of weeks. Since I said at the beginning when I drafted him that I don't want to go ahead and, and have to play him since I believe he won't be all that good for the first couple of weeks because he won't be the true alpha running back on that team, but I think he will be a top 12 guy once he begins to start for that team. If you guys have enjoyed this video thus far, please make sure to click that subscribe button down below for that daily content. So now now it's time to draft yet another running back here for our squad right here. Still available, Kareem Hunt, DeAndre Swift, Raheem Mostert, and James White. Also Mark Ingram, but he's just not a target on my board really at all. I just think that it's his touchdown total last year was just far too high for him to retain that, especially when I think Baltimore is going to be more pass-heavy this season. So I'm just going to go ahead and fade Mark Ingram due to the fact that a lot of his point total was coming from those touchdowns at wide receiver. If you want to go wide receiver, there's a bunch still available that I really like. Julian Edelman, Michael Gallup, Marvin Jones, Will Fuller, and Brandon Cooks are all good options. I would prefer all those guys ahead of Michael Gallup, but I still think Michael Gallup is going to be good. I might even prefer him slightly over Fuller and Cooks, but obviously those guys are all in the close range. Gall or Edelman and Jones are much higher than them, though, in my own mind. So here we are going to go running back, though, like I said, and I think you can really go with any of these guys, Hunt or James White, but personally, I want to go with James White. I have him ranked higher now than Kareem Hunt. I used to be very heavy on the Kareem Hunt train, and I still am. I just like him more around as a seventh-round pick. But for me, James White just has so much upside in this offense. I know I probably could get him in the seventh round, but I want to make sure that I secure him. But before I do that, I want to look at the draft board. I want to see if the guys behind me need a running back, because if they don't, I will draft a wide receiver. Now, this guy only has two. This guy has two. This guy has one. So we're going to have to get James White, because I know at least three probably will come off the board, and that means James White may get taken. So you want to go ahead and look at the draft board while you're making your picks to make sure you can have a better vibe of what the other players in your draft might be looking at. If you're drafting in person, you would probably just look at them and see how nervous they are looking at the running backs coming off the board, and then you know what they're going to do. So now we're going to go ahead here and draft running back James White of the New England Patriots, a very elite pass catching back in the NFL, a guy that I think could be getting a decent amount of between the tackles work as long as Sony Michelle is staying on that PUP. I don't think Lamar Miller is all that much jazz, Oshamataz, so I think he will not be all that good, and I think James White will be very productive this year, especially with Cam Newton, who has proven to be a guy who can really dump it off to that running back, and James White is a focal point of that New England Patriots offense. Looks like I'm a goddamn genius because a bunch of running backs did go off the board. We could see after we went James White, Russell Wilson came off the board, followed by Hunter Henry, Julian Edelman, Josh Allen, Mark Ingram, Michael Gallup, Drew Brees, and DeAndre Swift. So not a bunch, just two, but 
I looked at it and saw that maybe two or three, I said three might come off the board, only two came off the board, but that prediction was good because we went ahead and got James White and made sure that we got the guy that we rounded through six rounds now, or through our first six picks of the draft. We have four running backs and two wide receivers, so here we're going to go ahead and snag a wide receiver. We could get Kareem Hunt, but I like some guys in this range as well for the next round, so I want to make sure I lock up my wide receiver three and probably my flex unless I throw James White in there while Jonathan Taylor is obviously not going to be the head honcho back at the beginning, so here we go with Marvin Jones, Will Fuller, or Brandon Cooks. Now, I suggest in your drafts to diversify your teams. In some leagues, you might want to go Marvin Jones here. In other leagues, you might want to go Will Fuller or Brandon Cooks. I've talked about this a bunch of times. This is a spot that I'm always really stuck in around the seventh or eighth round of drafts. Marvin Jones, Fuller, or Brandon Cooks. And Marvin Jones, to me, is the clear pick here. I would go Cooks in some situations and Fuller to diversify since I think those guys de definitely have a lot of upside. But Marvin Jones is the safest pick here. Sure, he's going to go ahead and miss a couple of games, but I believe Stafford thinks of the situation as wide receivers in the Detroit system is that Kenny Galladay and Marvin Jones are 1A and 1B. Obviously, you would prefer to have Galladay and Fantasy a million times over Marvin Jones, but I think there is a situation where both guys finish inside of the top 20 at the wide receiver position, as long as Jones doesn't miss too much time. Now, earlier in Jones' career, he was one of those guys that wasn't really too injury-prone, but now he's been missing a bit of time the last couple of years, so you obviously got to equivalent, not equivalent, just bake that in to the risk when you're picking him in the seventh round. But hey, he's my wide receiver three with a bunch of upside, and if Matthew Stafford is able to stay healthy and be that top eight quarterback that I believe he has the potential to be, then we are really going to be seeing Marvin Jones tear it up in 2020. So now it is our time to look back at the draft board after our selection of starving Marvin Jones. So after with Marvin Jones, Matt Ryan came the board followed by Kareem Hunt, Raheem Mostert, Debo Samuel, Cam Akers, Tom Brady, Ronald Jones, Pittsburgh Steelers, defense, J.K. Dobbins, Jordan Howard, Sony Michelle, Tariq Cohen, uh, San Francisco defense, and Marlon Mack. So it's good that we had drafted James White earlier because so many running backs have came off the board here before our eighth round selection. So don't be that asshole who picks a defense in the eighth round. Just wait till the last two rounds to pick your defense. The 49ers and the Steelers come off the board. Just don't be that guy. So now we still don't have a quarterback and a tight end, but you guys have to understand in your draft, obviously most of you guys who are watching this video aren't some type of fantasy football new players. You've been playing for a decent amount of time because you're getting this fucking knowledge. And if you've been watching for a decent amount of time, you already know how it is. You can go ahead and fill out the bench before you even start drafting quarterback, tight end, defense, or kicker. But now we are kind of looking at the point where quarterback may need to come off the board for us or tight end but we are going to go ahead and make a pick at the running back or wide receiver position before we go for our quarterback and our tight end likely in the ninth and the 10th round preferably getting our tight end first since I'm not sure if Hayden Hurst will fall to us in the 10th round his ADP has really been rising due to the fact that me and other analysts are talking him up I talk him up in every single mock draft video I draft him in every single fucking draft even with me preaching diversifying your team I don't give a damn because I don't see a way that Hayden Hurst could bust knock on wood knock one time if you're with me. So now it is our time to draft a running back or a wide receiver here. I think that the running back value is starting to really fall off the goddamn rocker here. So we are going to go ahead and probably draft a running back here with this pick, unless I feel like we could get Zach Moss later in the draft. But we are going to go ahead and secure a running back here that I think has a decent amount of upside, and that is Philip Lindsay running back of the Denver Broncos. Now, I know that Melvin Gordon is obviously the starting running back there, but I don't think that the splits are going to be super duper in Melvin Gordon's favor. I know Philip Lindsay is not the best catching running back on the team since Melvin Gordon is, but I think his pass catching opportunities will be used in that offense since Philip Lindsay is very capable of being that kind of running back also in between the tackles running back. So I think Philip Lindsay will get a decent amount more work than a lot of people are projecting for him, which hurts Melvin Gordon to obviously boost Philip Lindsay up. And if Melvin Gordon was to go down, Philip Lindsay has that potential to be a top 12 guy on any given week. So I'm going to go ahead and draft 
Mr. Lindsay here in my draft here in the eighth round. Kind of a reach, typically a ninth round player, but hey, got to make sure you get your guys. And I really do believe Philip Lindsay is going to be a huge value this year in 2020. So after we went ahead and drafted Lindsay, Will Fuller came off the board, followed by Matt Breida, Brandon Cooks, Carrion Johnson, John Brown, Christian Kirk, Keyshawn Vaughn, and Deontay Johnson. Now, Deontay Johnson has really started to get off the steam train. He was a guy that looked like it was going chugga 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 choo choo straight to the fucking seventh round of the draft. Looked like he was going to elevate himself up there. And now he's kind of just plateaued. He's planed here in the ninth round. Not really a guy moving up the board, but maybe that's because not a lot of news has came out about Deontay Johnson. I'm going to go ahead and click on him. Just kidding. I can't even check the news on him, but that's a-okay because we don't need to. I don't think any news has came up about him and Big Ben's connection which hopefully ends up being like that nice 5G L or that 4G LTE connection where you're fucking locked and loaded in. But who really knows what's going to happen there. So now we got to draft a wide receiver though. And one of my favorite late round picks is Anthony Miller, wide receiver of the Chicago Bears. Now I understand that obviously Anthony Miller is more of a 10th or 11th round pick, but he has been moving up the board. He's a guy that was heavily targeted in last season, was getting around 85 targets. Yes, sir. 85 targets, 52 receptions, 656 yards. And under 9-inch Nick Foles, I believe that he's going to be able to elevate his game even further. So I'm going to go with Anthony Miller here. Also notable that if you want to diversify and not draft the same guys in every league, Mike Williams is a target here in this round. You could even go with Sterling Shepard or Darius Slayton here for the New York Football Giants. But here I'm going to go ahead and snag Mr. Anthony Miller of the Chicago Bears, especially if this offense is looking much better. I think we could really see Mr. Miller emerge and look like a great wide receiver in this system, especially if that defense is better because that defense was getting its ass clapped and Mitch Trubisky wasn't really able to do anything thing last year. After we went with Mr. Anthony Miller, Latavius Murray came off the board, followed by Darrell Henderson, Jarvis Landry, or not Jarvis Landry, Jamison Crowder, my dumbass, just can't read apparently, Sterling Shepard, Darius Slayton, then Emmanuel Sanders, and then Zach Moss, Tevin Coleman, Antonio Gibison, me, Cole Hardman, Duke Johnson, Baltimore Ravens defense, Alexander Madison, and Tony Pollard. Now, McCole Hardman would have probably been the ninth round pick had I have seen him. For some reason on all these websites, he's really heavily buried in the rankings, so sometimes I just forget about them. So you guys need to make that mental note when you're drafting to make sure that you're looking in the room to figure out who's actually being picked. So you got to, not really who's been being picked, but who's still on the board. So you got to give it a nice old scroll on that wheel to make sure you see the guys. So you don't be like me and be a dumbass and miss out on a player that you want. But now we're in the 10th round, and I did kind of forget to draft Mr. Hayden Hurst, but he is still available on the board here. I think this is really the cutoff of where he will fall in draft. So I got to go ahead and snag him here. Obviously, Atlanta Falcon now. The Atlanta Falcons are the most passive heavy team in the NFL. The Atlanta Falcons are going to be throwing the ball to the tight end. Dirk Carter loves the tight end. Austin Hooper moves off there and goes to Cleveland. Now, obviously, Hayden Hurst is going to be the main target in that offense. So I really believe, or not the main target in the offense, because obviously they have Julio Jones, Calvary, but the main target in the red zone and is going to be a guy that Matt Ryan is really going to be looking for throughout the game. So now it is our time to probably draft a quarterback here in the 11th round since we still don't have one. Now, the idea between taking a quarterback here is because I don't want anyone to pick their backup quarterback before I get my starting one, which would be around this range here where people start taking their backup quarterback. So please be careful when drafting to notice when people start taking that backup quarterback because then other guys might just start shit themselves. They might go, oh, shiver me timbers, and they just fucking just blow a fucking load of shit straight into their pants because they're worried about someone stealing their pick. So now we're going to go ahead and go with quarterback here. You can either go Stafford or you can go Carson Wentz. Personally, I prefer Stafford here. I think Wentz will be good. Good, though I just worry about the fact that he's gonna be hurt but he will be good when he's healthy I just prefer Stafford here because I can also stack him with Marvin Jones we play him as quarterback we put Jones in as the flex and we get that wombo combo an absolute steal 
according to Fantasy Pros. So now it is our turn to load up on some more running backs and wide receivers before we complete this draft and draft our defense and our kicker. So we got two picks left before we have to do that. So after it was Matty Snapback, Justin Jefferson came off the board, who I think is a solid value in the 11th round. I just think it'll take a couple of weeks for him to really provide that value. That's kind of why I like Adam Thielen so much, since I think Kirk Cousins and him, obviously, they already have that connection for years. After we went with, uh, or after Justin Jefferson came off the board for another rookie wide receiver, both double J's, Jerry Judy comes off the board, and then, note here, we made the right decision, because people started to take their backup quarterback after we got ours, Aaron Rodgers came off the board, then Robbie Anderson, who made a nice catch in practice with Teddy Bridgewater yesterday, Jalen Rager, Preston Williams, Justin Jefferson, Golden Tate, Carson Wentz, Jason, uh, Jared Cook, Jason Derulo, is almost what I just said, uh, Chase Edmonds, Daniel Jones, LaShawn McCoy, and Jared Goff, LaShawn McCoy is a waste of a fucking pick, don't be drafting him, to, that guy took two quarterbacks back-to-back, Michael Jordan, 96-97, since he didn't have one yet so four quarterbacks came off the board after we picked ours so obviously that was the right move there great thinking from former Nick so now it is our time to draft a running back here and a wide receiver to close out the draft you do not need a backup quarterback or a backup tight end in a 12-team league. You can just go ahead and cut someone off your bench and pick up a quarterback or tight end if needed on that bye week or if they were to get hurt. So first, we're going to go ahead and snag our backup or our like fourth, fifth string wide receiver here. And you can go with a variety of these guys, Nikhil, Harry Perryman, Lazard, Ayuk, all guys I like, Pittman as well. I even would like to go maybe Corey Davis in the league or two, Randall Cobb, Latavius Murray, all guys that I would be targeting here. But to me, there's one clear pick, and that is Nikhil Harry, wide receiver of the New England Patriots. I thought he would be great last year. Obviously, I ended up getting hurt before the season even started, so he didn't even get his chance to be great. And I think he could have that potential to be great in 2020 with Mr. Cameron Newton. So I'm going to go ahead and draft him as one of my late-round staple picks. Now, looking at the draft board, after we went Nikhil Harry, Austin Hooper came at the board, followed by Noah Fant, TJ Hawkinson, Curtis Samuel, Buffalo Bills defense, A.J. Dillon, Baker Mayfield, and Jamal Williams. Now, reports came out that the GM of the fucking Green Bay Packers thinks A.J. Dillon looks like Eddie Lacy. Now, I know if you're on Twitter, you saw that picture of A.J. Dillon. That motherfucker is chonk as fuck. He's looking huge. But that's going to make people get a fucking huge-ass boner for A.J. Dillon and move him up the draft board to a pick that is just fucking flat-out, pants-on-the-head stupid to be drafting A.J. Dillon in, like, the 10th round where he's probably going to end up going. So don't be drafting him there in the 13th round, though. That's fine value, especially if you have Aaron Jones. So now it's time to draft a running back to be our handcuff to our team. So we're going to go ahead here and go with Anthony McFarlane in case Mr. James Conner was to go down. We don't even have him, but I think Anthony McFarlane could be involved. He's more of just a piece to sit on our bench, and if someone was to get hurt at the running back position and you want to go ahead and pick up another running back, obviously you can just cut that guy or pick up another wide receiver. You can just cut Anthony McFarlane. Nothing, nothing really tying him down to your roster, especially not with James Conner on your team. So after we went with McFarlane, DeAndre Washington came out the board, followed by Rashad Perriman, Devontae Freeman, Ryan, Tanny God, Rashad Penny, Damian Harris, Mike Licky on my Gasicki, uh, Jarek McKinnon, Justin Tucker, the fucker, New England Patriots defense, New England kicker, who for some reason is just really high up in rankings, Dallas Godert, Eric Ebron, and Harrison Bucker. So now it is time to make our picks of our defense and our kicker. First, we're going to go ahead and get Mr. Willie Lutz of the New Orleans Saints. For kickers, pretty much the rankings are exactly the same on a year-in, year-out basis. The same guys are good every single year. They're still just as accurate. New Orleans Saints kicker, Noah, not Noah, fucking fan, I almost just said. Will Lutz is going to be one of those top five guys, so that's why I drafted him there. And for defense, you want a defense playing a shitty offense week one. Or not a shitty offense, but just an offense you don't think he's going to do too hot. And that is the LA Chargers going up against the Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals in Joe Burrow's first ever game in the NFL without a preseason. That's obviously extreme value, especially with the fact that the Chargers defense is already 
already good. So recap our team, we got a B, but that's a-okay because it's not going to disappoint me getting a B. Tags gave us an 85, but Kyle Yates liked us with an 89. Shout out to Mr. Yates. So looking at our team to complete, to uh, not to complete because our fucking game is already complete, not our game, our mock. To give a quick recap of our team, our starting quarterback is Matty Snapback. Our running backs are Josh Jacobs and Le'Veon Bell. Our wide receivers are Michael Thomas and Terry McLaurin. Our tight end is Hayden Hurst. Our flex is Jonathan Taylor. Our defense and kicker are LA Chargers defense and Will Lutz. Our bench is James White, Marvin Jones, Philip Lindsay, Anthony Miller, Nikhil Harry, and Anthony McFarlane. So what do I think about this? I think if we went two running backs early, I would have liked this team far more than with Michael Thomas. I still think this is an excellent roster, and I still think I did very well with this draft. But personally, I prefer going two running backs off the rip of the draft. And I think this roster would look a hell of a lot better with that. So thank you guys all for watching. I'll have each and every single one of you motherfuckers check out the videos that are on your screen. Make sure to click out that or make sure to click on the subscribe button down below and check out the Patreon. I love each and every single one of you guys. And I'll see you all tomorrow with yet another banger of a video. Good boy.